Well, hello there, beautiful people, and uh, welcome to the first episode of the IMDb Top 50 Marathon Podcast. I've never really done anything like this before, but hey, I've gotten this far, may as well see how it goes. So if you've already listened to the trailer, which you should do, because I lovingly made it for you, you'll know what's going on here. I'll be reviewing one movie, going down on this Top 50 list, uh, one per episode, Lasting us 50 weeks of me hitting your eardrums with fours every Friday. Uh, anyway, I hope you're doing well. I uh, hope you're relaxed and uh, this week in the mood for love because our first film is Casablanca, the uh, obviously a 1942 romance film starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. It's got an 8.5 out of 10 here on IMDb and close to 100% on most of the other big review sites. Um, I'll say right now that this is my first time watching it, but yeah, I was excited for the experience. You know, the oldest films I'd usually tend to go for, or at least like, be the 60s, maybe the 50s at a push. So I was hoping that this would hold up, live up to its name as one of the best romance films of all time, really. Um... So, yeah, I watched it last night, and uh, I definitely have thoughts, Um, most of them good. Uh, I'll just start off by going through the, essentially the main events of the film. So, the year is 1941, we're in the Moroccan town of Casablanca, which is essentially a midway point for immigrants that are looking uh, to move to America safely away from the Nazis. Our main character is Rick, and he owns this very popular bar in the town. He attracts all sorts of people, uh, including a criminal who's offering to sell these letters of transit that the refugees leading the country will really find invaluable. Um, now, Rick ends up with these letters just being dumped on him for the time being. And shortly after, we see his former lover, Ilsa, enter the bar just by coincidence with her new husband, Victor. Now... They, just as much as anyone, would need these letters to travel back to America and continue the important work that uh, Victor does working for the resistance. And at the same time, there's a German official that arrives in the town and he's keen not to let any of this happen. So Rick refuses to give this guy the the letters that he needs um, and he only tells him to ask his wife why. So Ilsa, his former lover, then confronts Rick with a gun. Uh, she wants the papers, but then she breaks down. She admits that she still loves him. It's like a whole thing. Uh, so now we get a flashback to their past meeting in France, which is the year before. Uh, now, Ilsa thought her husband, her current husband, had died in a concentration camp, and she was about to flee the country with Rick. But then at the last minute she found out he was still alive, so she stayed. And Rick still feels bitter about being you know, left for dead like that. So now Victor comes along to Rick and uh, he basically asks him to uh, use the papers to get Ilsa to safety. And well, Rick goes a step further and he actually manages to get Victor out of prison for this minor charge and holds a general at gunpoint at this uh, airport so he can accompany Victor and Ilsa to a plane where they can flee to America. So that end scene is like the big end to Rick's character arc where he puts his feelings aside and uh, he helps his former lover escape with her new husband safely. So what did I think about this? Allegedly the 50th greatest film of all time. 
uh, well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, actually, a lot more than I thought I would, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm a naturally cynical person. I thought it was going to be dated with a lot of, I guess, cringy aspects and stuff that you would expect to get into trouble for putting into a movie if it was made today. Uh, but no, this was a really pleasant surprise to me. Um, I think everything they went for uh, paid paid off really well, and it ages incredibly well, you know, despite being the best part of 80 years old, not only on a tonal level, but on a technical and uh, visual level as well. So on that note, I guess I'll start off with the cinematography. So um, it manages to look really good for its time. Um, and there's a lot of interesting shots to talk about. Uh, the opening one, we see the camera pan down from the sky and there's these sandstone buildings. And then we see these massive crowds of people in the street. And just it's a full like five minute scene of just crowd noise and it just really sets the tone for the movie and there's also a lot of symbolism through cinematography um rick is shown often in very like dark and dingy rooms but they'll be lit by a spotlight so his shadow will be very sharp and uh, sometimes it'll go all the way like up the wall and i like that you know it I, to me it shows that um from the start his very being there, his very existence warrants some kind of investigation. You know, he's mysterious. Um, and I think the themes of like ominous ambiguity and the unknown, they're explored really well just through the camera tricks here. And they don't feel out of place, even in like in terms of tone, even though it's in a romantic film. Uh, Reno, the bloke that's investigating Rick. Uh, he's given white clothes and he's often filmed from below. You know, it all makes him stand out from not only his background, but um, Rick's more kind of slimy, uh, sorrowful portrayal. And this all kind of makes him look like an intimidating authority figure, which he is. Uh, there's a concept in cinematography called representation and presentation. It's a bit like the whole show, don't tell thing. And this movie uses it a lot. Um, like in the last shot of the film, Rick and Reno, they put aside their differences and walk out into the fog together at the airport. And it, it just says so much, you know, like they're entering into the unknown and kind of hinting that their journey together is just starting. And that's the tone that the movie ends on. So in that stuff alone, you know, it's really intelligent filmmaking. And then the uh, acting performances themselves, uh, again, another really big sell for this film, going into it and going out of it. Uh, Humphrey Bogart in the main role gives a performance that I really appreciated. He's a very multi-dimensional character and um, his character arc is among the most significant in the film. Uh, at the start we see him as this laid-back uh, man of few words that comes out with these one-liners, doesn't take things too seriously. And at first glance, you'd be understood to think he's just going to stay as an expressionless and bland protagonist throughout the film, but no, he, he really develops, and we see all sides to him, and the changes we see in him all start when he sees Ilsa come into his bar for the first time, and that's when something um, really clicks in him. Because he seems like a very nihilistic character at heart, but when he's around her, he's able to just put that aside. And we see that in the flashbacks with them in, especially. He just seems happier. Um, and yeah, it, just seeing a smile on his face uh, really seems like a contrast to how we see him 
in his like grimy dark bar and I guess that all makes it all the more heartbreaking for us to see them both slip away from each other at the end uh, but I think that was the best thing that the filmmakers could have done here uh, for a few reasons really one being that it goes against the possibility of a cheesy ending which I wouldn't have uh, said was impossible given the you know the time context of this uh, just whisking away the woman away from the man she's with you know would have been unrealistic and it would have taken away from the profound maturity of the film I think and secondly I think it would be the perfect ending to Rick's character you know he makes this big transformation from a cynical guy who denies any presence of nobility within himself to this selfless person who only wants the best for the woman that he loves so I guess in that sense you can make comparisons to a character like Scrooge uh, it's a pretty basic redemption arc but I like it it doesn't seem like some deus ex machina way to end the film so you can put that down to the filmmaking and the um, the actual performance by Bogart and uh, yeah the Ingrid Bergman performance was just as good really the two characters have a lot of chemistry and they both do a really good job at letting the viewer put themselves in either one of their shoes they both do a really good job at coming across as illustrious and you know desirable mysterious not just to each other but to the audience uh, like to an outsider um, they might see as they might see Rick as selfish at first for still being bitter about being left in Paris by Ilsa when she found her husband again and he hadn't been killed but you can understand his motives really because she comes across as this really attractive enticing woman and you can see why Ilsa's drawn to Rick as well you know he's a rebel, he's an outsider and it's clear that she's drawn to that air of mystery around him uh, other performances I liked uh, oh I really liked Dooley Wilson as Sam the piano player uh, the actor in real life had experienced touring bars playing piano so I thought that was cool uh, and I loved her song As Time Goes By which he plays basically became a song that represented so much in the film it almost became the, the like the unofficial theme song of the film or at least the relationship between Rick and Ilsa and yeah other than that everything seemed perfectly casted as well uh, Peter Laurie is the criminal who just naturally looks kind of a bit villainous or sly uh, I liked him so yeah altogether the star quality in this film in terms of the acting at least really uh, shines through uh, the sets the setting you know most of the film's action takes place within the uh, confines of the bar which I actually really liked. Um, not only did it mean that a lot of the time, physically, the claustrophobic nature of the surroundings added a layer of something. It's panic to some scenes, but uh, it also represented how very complex lives and experiences can be had behind closed doors. And I thought that was a really nice way to accompany the internal journeys that each character went along. Uh, the soundtrack, a mix of two pretty different genres, uh, so I guess blend the two big moods within the film uh, so on one side you have these big sweeping uh, orchestral sounds that uh, just make you feel like you're in the traditional boy meets girl kind of love story and then you have the more jaunty uh, ragtime jazz piano uh, performed by the band at Rick's Bar and I guess that makes everything feel a bit more light hearted and innocent um, adding to the 
charm of the film. I wouldn't say I have uh, too much in terms of negative comments to say about this film. Uh, the love interest didn't feel like a damsel in distress at all. Uh, you know, she definitely had a lot of power in the film. Not just over the events, but over Rick himself. Uh, and I mean, she almost she almost shoots him at one point. So, I mean, you can definitely commend them for that. Uh, okay, so I think that's about all I have to say about the film. So, overall, what do I think about this? Well, as I said, it subverted my expectations a lot, and it managed to be a great watch and a milestone in classic filmmaking. Each element of the film felt mature and thought through, and it managed to stay very well paced, You know, I guess helped by the fact that the whole movie lasts just under 100 minutes. Uh, it's a really engaging film, and I can confirm that it does live up to its hype. I wouldn't say the quality blew me away, but it was definitely worth watching and a nice way to spend an evening. Uh, it's currently free to watch in the UK, it's on iPlayer. Uh, but if it gets taken off there, then you can rent it for a couple quid on Amazon. Uh, if you're looking for a good classic romantic film, I'd say, you know, go for it. Uh, right, so my rating out of 10. Uh, I'll go for an 8 out of 10 on this. I'm hesitant to give 9s and 10s out uh, in general unless they really feel amazing to me. But, you know, an 8 for me means this is really well made and an overall just really good film. So... Uh, an 8 out of 10 from me, that was Casablanca. According to IMDb, the 50th best film ever made. I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, next week it's Psycho, the 1960 horror film. So I very much look forward to talking about that one for you. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow the podcast on Spotify. Uh, follow the Instagram, at Top50Podcast. Leave any comments you want on there, and uh, I guess that's all I have to say. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Stay safe. Have a great weekend, and I hope I'll see you all next Friday here on the IMDb Top 50 Marathon Podcast. <laughs>